Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. Wow. That you got the name right. Yay. <laughs> I, I, Sound I clown. I just kind of blanked there. Are you Jake? I don't know. I, this is Chris this and today I'm joined by... Oh God, I'm too early as oh, always. You always come too soon, Ames. I usually do. We are with those premature ejaculators again. Whoa. <laughs> uh, this is Ames. This is Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Be sure to tip your yeoman. This is episode 101. Woo! And today we will be looking at Identity Crisis and the nth degree. That's appropriate because in Identity Crisis, a bunch of Starfleet people turn into rave apes. Oh, I like them. Or rapes for short. No. No. God, no. No. Is there a Brett Kavanaugh in the house? Oh, my. Jesus Christ. Uh, Has nothing to do with it. Anybody. So yeah, uh, Susanna Lighton, whose name is not spelled like you would think. Oh, Susanna. It's spelled differently in different places I've read it, too. Really? Yeah, the J moves around. Uh, I thought it was L-E-I-T-E-N. Nope, there's a J in there for some reason. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's different. That's fine. I accept that. Anywho. Seems Swedish or something. Susanna Lighton, who was on the USS Victory with Geordie LaForge, shows up to be all. So a bunch of people that were on this away mission have begun disappearing. And Geordie and I are the only two left. So they head to the planet Torchanon 3, which is the planet where... Tarkanon, I think? Oh yeah, Tarkanon 3, good call. Tartanian? Yes. Okay. Porthos. Yes. No, this is an enterprise. Tarkanon 3, you know, where the away team was and where it turns out people have been fleeing to and... Short version is the rave apes have the world's dumbest form of reproduction. True. They infect you with their seed, which lies dormant for apparently five years, and then you, you know, feel the call to return home and mutate into a rave ape. And or spawn. And, um... Like Salmon. You know, it's too late to save any of the extras, except <laughs> for Susanna, and then they save Jordy. Yeah, there's a slow, torturous thing is they figure out what this obvious plot is going to be. It went Aww, very good. you don't seem to have liked this episode. No, I hated it. I oh, liked, I liked it. it. I actually didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty good, too. You're also, alone on this one this, this as, week. As, as should be obvious by now, nominated for an Emmy in makeup, because yeah, makeup fair. looked really the, great. The makeup was good. I'll give them that. It took me a minute to like realize that they had creepy contacts in. Like At first, I thought they were doing something weird with the lighting, and mm. then when she like actually looked over at Jordy, it became clear that they were wearing these contacts, and I was like, ooh. Actually, well, I think they actually used some kind of chem- chemical... Because I noticed when she closed her eyes, you could see there was a drop of the fluorescent dye on her cheek. No. Or maybe like, it wasn't like, a dye. Maybe it was just something that reacted to the... Maybe it was sort of a liquid version of whatever horrible thing they did to the poor bastard that played uh, Gary Mitchell. Maybe. like I think maybe they put like a black contact, like a black cat eye contact in. Yeah. And yeah. then put the glowy yeah. chemical in there to make I it I didn't. I didn't up. see reference, so... Mm. In the nth degree, we sort of get flowers for Algernon, yeah. but with Reg Barkley. He gets zip zaps zopped by a space probe, <laughs> and it starts to make him super smart. He essentially takes over the Enterprise computer, and then does some jiggery-pokery with subspace, <laughs> and suddenly they're talking to a giant floating head, Yeah, and uh, it turns out basically the head is from a race of the world's 
universe's laziest explorers. Highest explorers. Yes. But go on. Yeah, that's true. Who, rather than go out into space, just send people the knowledge to make super crazy engines to come visit them. There's a knowledge exchange. They go back home. Reg returns mostly to normal, but he's good at chess now. Really good at chess. Yes. And possibly fucking, but only Deanna knows for sure. Checkmate Nate moves. (laughs) That's the uh, the problem is, like, the other person would have to know what the eight moves are. That's true. I would love to see this, like, the other guy's like, fuck, and I was like, wait, I did, what? I, oh, Come what? back. Well, he didn't say mate for who. He could have just moved that person <laughs> to so they would lose. You raise a good point. <laughs> awesome. I like that idea. That I was, was the most succinct that was very quick. summary we've ever had ever. We haven't even been recording for ten minutes. Yeah. Goddamn. So, I will say, actually, back to the makeup in Identity Crisis. Yeah. The, like, phases Lighten went through looked great. Mm-hmm. The final yeah. form looked kind of goofy. I really liked the final no, form. No, I thought it was all good. Personally. I thought it looked really cool. It was, the the, the costumes and, and face were painted with ultraviolet effects. Mm. And apparently it was the lar- longest makeup job on The Next Generation with six hours of painting LeVar Burton. Ooh, that poor bastard. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they did. <laughs> but what's interesting, though, is that it... It appeared to me that he was wearing like a bodysuit when he was in full. That's what it looked like. Yeah, I thought like. so yeah. too. Like, they wouldn't have to paint. It, I, no, I'm pretty sure he was. I, so I'm they, sure... they probably painted the suit too, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they wouldn't have had to do that in the makeup chair. They could do that in advance, I imagine. Just I don't touch know. it up. Well, know. they also had to do the, the, the face shape and everything. Mm. So they had to yeah. do that. So the prosthetics, and then like when he the had like hand. the weird veins and shit. Yeah, I actually kind of liked the build-up in this episode, but I feel like it, it kind of totally subverted that. So, like, there's this whole sense throughout the episode where he's doing this investigation, and there's this great... I thought it was a really cool scene, and I really liked how they didn't pull any CSI bullshit. You're talking uh, about the scene in the holiday? The scene in the holiday. Oh, that was creepy. Where, like, where like he's like, can you show me what this where this person would have been standing? Or where the, sh- you know, like where the shadow came from? And the computer was actually like, well... I can't see that, so you're gonna have to give me more data. And then he's like, "I don't oh. know." The computer figured out what Utah would have looked like in that photo. That's true, but in <laughs> this case, they did, I think whoever wrote this episode did a good job of making the the computer forensics logical, logical, and and make sense with the with what the technology. Like, it's not even a, a holographic uh, video; it's just like a video that he's watching, and the yeah. computer has to interpolate the 3D environment. Yeah, I will grant that sequence was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and when he was like, so the whole conceit was that, you know, he was looking at this video and he says, wait a minute, there's a shadow there that doesn't make sense. So he builds the scene in the holodeck and then he knows where the light source was. So he asked the computer, like, show me where the figure that generated the shadow would have been standing if that figure was in the scene. And the computer's like, I don't have enough data. Because as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, of it's course. It's going to perfectly recreate. Yeah. And then, and then when the computer's like, and then when he's like, well, assume the thing is as, is as tall as I am. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's the missing piece of data you would need to, to generate a, a shadow uh, or, gener- you know, it. it extrapolate where the shadow is standing. Yeah, and it made this creepy gray blob out of a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. But you got yeah, like you said, it, it, you're just like, all right, here's roughly the shape it would have been. This yeah. is what you got. Yeah. 
When, no. when Jordy himself was gone and, like, the security team had to go in knowing Jordy could be invisible in mm. there somewhere. And they enter and all they can see is... Wait, did they this... realize by then that he probably would be invisible? Yeah. Oh, because the sensors couldn't find him. Yeah. Well, and that they also knew that, yeah, um... That's what Leighton was trying to do him. Wait, had, Layton, like, weird... Oh, n- m- mimic. N- yeah. M- mimic. Mimetic. Something like Mnemonic. that. Mnemonic. Mime... With a tick at the end. Yeah, and Mimetic, Morph, Morph and them walk in, and they can just see the outline of, what was it, Breville? Breville? Yeah, the Breville. cameraman. The camera guy. Mm. And or then Breville, this, it was Breville. Breville, and then yeah. this weird fucking gray blob shape, and they're like, Jordy's what? in here somewhere, and there's this blob, Jordy, and, it's, and Jordy, it's lit like scream. Leah? Leah? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, creepy blob. <laughs> creepy blob. Nice house. <laughs> good tea but yeah I don't know I, but then again so they did this whole sequence which I thought was really cool and then he transforms and then nothing ever becomes of any of that research he did because by yeah, then Layton had woken up after Layton. Crusher Layton had woken up after Crusher treated her and she's like I know everything now yeah that, what, what, what what it's like so it doesn't just turn you into one of them it also like gives you insight yeah like what <sighs> Well, and she was they turning reused... into one of them, so why wouldn't she have that insight? And also, they reused that later in First Contact a little bit. So, for me, I at don't... least, it didn't feel like it oh, was the, that. with the Borgs? Yeah. Well, but I, the thing is, you don't get the impression these creatures are intelligent. Well, then they go come right out and say they operate on instinct only. Oh, that's right. So, I mean, the fact that you like you turn into this just thing of pure id, but you also know... All this stuff? It's like, no. You either turn into a creature of pure id, or you just turn into a different intelligent race. It, you can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. It was just lazy writing, basically. Wow. There, there were a couple of things that happened in the episode that I was like, this is this is kind of silly. So, like, for the first one I really picked up on was when they were in, the, when they went to the holodeck to find Jordy. Riker's like, all right, search the building. And I'm like, just say computer and program. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a yeah. Good point. I didn't we, think of that. Why are we searching the I, holographic structure? I thought that, but then I was like, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to still make us think that if you turn off a program when people are in there, it'll kill them or whatever. But yes, that did seem silly. Fan programs all the time. That's true. Oh, yeah. It's just they turn it off or something. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the other the other thing that I was like, when they beamed out of the planet, uh, Leighton? Lighten. 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 Susanna. Susanna. Oh, oh Susanna, Susanna. Don't you die um, on me. She was like, turn off your lights. They're, they're sent, they, you know, they're frightened of light. And it's like, yeah, but they also cast shadows. So maybe having lights would help us find them. Maybe she was trying to trick them. Mm. <laughs> maybe. Also, they clearly like ran short by about a minute and a half. Because they had to have that pointless scene of Data making a UV light thing. It's like... You don't already have a pre-made one lying around. You're scientists. You'd or have, have one of those. Or the replicator make it. Or the, yeah, you know. It's not like it's a complicated like, piece of equipment. That was clearly just, we're short by two minutes, and they don't want to tack on another commercial. Also, that, like, what the hell kind of reproduction system is that? How does that evolve? They're, they're like viruses. Well, yeah, but if you're... If well, you don't have fresh not... stock coming from the stars, how does that work? Yeah, and it also it it it's a one to one. I fresh imagine. stock. Like you can't. You think? Well, maybe not. I guess you could impregnate multiple. 
Are they like spores? Maybe they're like like really spores or something. Maybe it's like maybe one guy got all four. Maybe they just walk up to you when they're in their invisible form and jerk off into your mouth. Well, that's definitely what they do. I mean, I don't even know why that's a question. Did anybody get a salty taste in their mouth? Oh no! But yeah, no. The 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 (laughs) system of reproduction doesn't make sense. Yeah, like I wondered the point of the original people from the away team returning to the to the thing so that they can live on the planet and do the thing. Why aren't they also spreading reproductive? Well, they probably thing are one, the rest would, of their crew. They probably would want. Oh, oh, you mean like why? Why, why go back purpose? to yeah, Tarkanan yeah, yeah. instead of spread their seed amongst their their ship? Because they're like salmon and they have to go back upstream to breed. Well, maybe salmon are fucking idiots. Well, yeah, delicious fish. fucking idiots. <laughs> delicious. I mean, they're also driven entirely by instinct, so... Yeah, Yeah, but instinct is most... Like, 90% of instinct is stay alive and create the next generation. Well... (laughs) 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 But on... uh, I mean, that's how life works on Earth. That doesn't necessarily hold for... So do we think these creatures, when when they get to Tarkanon, are just very long-lived? Otherwise, they die out immediately. Because how often are people visiting Tarkanon? Well, that's what I still don't get, like... Before people were visiting, how would how does this work? Very carefully. Maybe okay. Here's a here's a hypothesis with absolutely no corroboration. They're also the Sitharians and get people to come to them. Maybe oh, they yeah. are. Um, maybe they're not a species really at all. Maybe it's just a virus, and you know it's something that just it lives on Tarkanon. And if you go to Tarkanon and you contract this virus. It convert. It just it ta- it changes your DNA to match the virus's DNA. Mm. That makes a little more uh, sense. It's not necessarily like a species trying to reproduce itself. It's more like a virus trying to infect people. Yeah, or that at least be. maybe it's a species now, but originally it was just a virus. Or well, yeah, something. we know. I mean, maybe all we were... know is that the first when they go like from the video recording, the the shadow that we see is presumably one of the rave apes. Well, <laughs> but no, but one of the. Federation people that they were looking to right. find. Oh yeah, yeah, in, yeah. The, in you know when they first went there, yeah. who they found the first ripped up uniform, and then the only other ones that we see are the two people that were also on the away team, Jordy and Susanna. So we have we don't actually have any evidence that there are any other members of the species other than the Federation. It's true. Well, then how did, who, who got them? Well, I'm saying that maybe, maybe, well, it's, maybe it's not, maybe it's not you got, you get got. <coughs> you got got? I'm saying maybe it's just something in the environment that you contract. Mm. That would make more sense and I would be less annoyed by this episode if they had said yeah, that. Yeah, that would yeah. make a little bit more sense. Alternately, maybe it's sort of like, you know, it's one of those things where uh, like a bad uh, latter day alien movie it was actually, there was originally a civilization on Tarkanon thousands of years ago, and they created this weapon, but it got loose mm. on their own planet. And, For Pluey. And but we have neither of those things. They yeah. also don't mention if uh, any of the Enterprise crew get infected. Like, like, in theory, they have to have just checked literally everyone to be sure. Yeah. Mm. Since now they know what they're looking for. So. Yeah, that's true. true. Hell, they, they probably had to also have the other ships and star bases checked, you know. Mm. Hmm. But I thought they weren't able to... Find it with their methods. They eventually did, though, because they found the... the where was it hiding? It was in the chest. Thymus? thymus? Yeah, the thymus. There we go. Which I don't actually know what that is. I don't either. Do you know? Did you look it up? No, I didn't terrible. look it up. Huh. I did look up that the two other Tarkanans that we saw, uh, Breville and Mendez, were played by two L.A. DJs. <laughs> okay. 
you know, you don't get to see their faces at all, but that's who they were. Well, you know, I mean, like, like, like with the Daft Punk, they always wear the helmets, you know, you know. or, or, or the guy that wears the big mouse head. That's dead mouse. There we go. Mouse head. The thymus is a small, irregular-shaped gland at the top part of the chest, just under the breastbone between the lungs. It is located in the area of the body called the mediastinum, <laughs> mediastinum, part of both the lymphatic system and the endocrine system. Mm. Oh. And they that say means, we are not education. That means nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. So, for once, for once, they locked down the goddamn transporters. Oh, I was going to say, for once, Jordy didn't... Mac totally, on totally, a girl, yeah, like totally a fucking creep, creep out the woman. Well, probably because he already tried it back in the old victory. Day. Also, they cut that from the plot. Well, no, that's Wait, that's what? why that's why she wound up giving him all that romance Damn. advice because she was like, "No, Jordy, you're being a rapist. Stop." Wait, wait, was that actually something coming? Yeah, originally there was going to be a romance side, side plot, but they decided to give Jordy a break from creeping <laughs> like, around just, women. We just keep doing this. And also, Jordy wasn't even going to be one of the one of the crew members who were undergoing this transfiguration uh <laughs> no, that's a different episode, that's a different episode Ames. that's right it would have just been two randos so Leighton and probably another guy when they realized let's let's have one of our actual character people care about do the thing wait does no, anybody here care Jordy. about Jordy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like well data couldn't get infected fuck yeah i love the uh oh, you know, i prefer the bachelor life it's like yeah what are you gonna tell yourself that is code <laughs> for something yeah mm. masturbating yeah. furiously to pictures of leah what's her name in the holiday yeah so they Leaving finally... oil slicks on the floor in engineering. Ugh. Oh, no. So they finally lock down the goddamn transporter mm-hmm. when there's potentially a flight risk. Granted, the engineer knows how to unlock right, it Right, like they don't lock out, like, they don't remove Jordy's access or yeah. whatever. You know, it's like, you know your engineer is the one of the people that's compromised. Maybe do more than the basic lockdown, you fucking idiots. Nah. Also, Unnecessary. Something that, like, really kind of struck me, struck me with the episode, too, is... Has nobody ever heard of the fucking buddy system? Like, when they were looking... <laughs> Did, when, didn't when, we say this last week? Like, when Susanna was on the planet, and she and she had <laughs> wandered off, Riker was like, fan out! And it's like, no, fan together, stay together, find her together, because... Well, see, Riker is descended from uh, Fred of the Scooby Gang. Mm. So it's just, it is, it is his instinct to tell everyone to split up. Mm. But Shaggy and Scooby always have to stay together so they can get some snacks. Yes. Um, Shaggy is who would the who would the the equivalent Scooby gang be in Star Trek? So uh, Vel- Velma is Data. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, that makes sense. Smarty Pants. Worf is Scooby. No. No. Red Barkley is Scooby. Worf is Scooby if Scooby was Oh see I thought was I a thought very was, uh, angry. Shaggy. Uh, oh yeah. It also works. Yeah, no. Worf... Like Zoinks Scoob. Like, like, like uh, Zoinks. Uh. God bless him. What were you gonna say, Chris? I don't know. Oh good. I'm gonna look at my notes. Sorry, so I didn't mean to I didn't mean to throw you out. I was just I was just having fun. Oh no, not I the five minutes. No, it's fine. <laughs> Must learn more about the thymus. So here's another problem I had. (laughs) I felt like Leighton, Leighton, Susanna. Kind of was a shitty actor. I feel like she just had a very unique voice. Yeah, Yeah, her voice was was really high and had some interesting inflection. Maybe, like if if she had been on TOS, you would question it. (laughs) You know, you're probably right. Like once she had to start kind of having a breakdown, I feel like she was better. But when she had to be normal, it wasn't working for me. Hmm. Although she was better than that extra they had at fucking navigation or whatever. 
Yes, ma'am. <laughs> no, she was she was fucking gold. I will not hear a bad word about yes, ma'am. Who said? Yes, ma'am. I didn't say a bad word. I just said yes, ma'am. Those are both good words. Yeah, those are great words. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, this, I I enjoy. I did enjoy it, but yeah, I can see that there were numerous flaws. Yeah, I was curious about the other crew members who went through the transformation before. So you know, your Breville and your Mendez, who successfully got their shuttlecrafts to the planet without blowing up like fucking Hickman did. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, Asshole, pull up. Aww. Aww. <laughs> um, but how did no one on their ships realize this thing was happening to them? Like Maybe Jordy, they just didn't like them. <laughs> like, Jordy and and, uh, and Leighton looked down and you know, their hands started doing this thing and they started getting this shit on their neck. And that was, that was well before they had this, oh, I must run to the planet no, um, because, oh, because, because at first, first, at first, yeah. Susanna and Jordy were working together on the mystery, and then she was like, and she kept saying, "Oh, we have to go back to the planet. We have to go back to the planet." So she, oh. she yeah, she was already, yeah, she already had that drive before. She, like Jordy was the exception; he was the one that changed first and then went to the planet. Well, it's probably because, to an extent, he because he sort of by then knew what was going on, was able to more consciously try and resist. Yeah, to fight it, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it's interesting how they, maybe they, yeah, they may have just not have had that transformation until they had already left their hmm. ships. That's interesting, because Leighton did go back to the planet before she even started transforming at all, and then yeah. left again. Yeah, but she definitely... They, like, dragged her away, though, right? Yeah, and then when they were, when they were you know, looking at the video together, that's when she said, oh, I have to go back, we have to go back, I have to go down there, we, we have to go down there. I have the contact lens. This does seem to contradict, though, what we've had up to this point, that shuttles don't have warp. Because there's no way those shuttles made it to that planet. Well, in that rinky-dink yeah, uh, pod. pod like, there's no way they made it there under impulse in less than several centuries. <laughs> yeah. So, shuttles have warp now. Well... Again, Again think, the Sitharians told them how to get <laughs> yes, back to Tarkan. And... I think that's a that's a just yeah that's an inconsistency we're gonna have to just accept. The yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it because as I said before, there's no point in there having nacelles if they don't have warp. Maybe it's an aesthetic choice. Well, it's a dumb choice. Well, if they work on antimatter, even if it's not a warp drive, if they're still using anti you know a man- matter antimatter as some sort of power generation system. Next you, generation. You could still use nacelles. <laughs> well, you could have a Boussard collector without having a full nacelle. Because most of the nacelle is like... Oh, Jesus. Also, also the question I would Such say... Dork. I would say, are they nacelles or are they pontoons? So that thing's on the shuttle pod, there isn't a glowy bit at the front, so it seems to be a pontoon. Mm-hmm. With the larger shuttles, there is a glowy bit. What is the glowy bit's purpose? That's the Boussard collector. What does it do? That scoops so up... Are you oh, it, it scoops up... Um, <laughs> Hydrogen. Hydrogen and various other bits. Deuterium, really. Yeah. (laughs) It picks up random stuff in space to be used as fuel. Oh, right. It's Mr. Fusion. Yeah. We've talked about that before, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I made the same reference. The glowy bit's the Boussard collector. And then the rest of the nacelle is actually full of the uh, warp coils. So really, if you just want a Boussard collector, you just need that front piece. You don't need the whole stick. I mean, I don't know if it's ever definitively established that the, the that shuttle, that particular style of shuttle, doesn't have warp. For all we know, it could have limited warp capability. Like maybe it can, maybe it can do like a warp one or something. Just you know. I mean, in the past, they've explicitly said the shuttles don't have warp. Maybe. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> Correct. I don't know. You're right that like the design suggests it, but says that yes. But even the original series shuttles, like the Galileo, had yeah. had nacelles or you know, pontoons, but yeah, whatever you want to call them. Though they never said either way whether or not shuttles had warp capability back then. Well, I in if you'll recall, in the motion picture, Spock's shuttle had a special detachable warp drive. True. But that was that a was Vulcan shuttle. That's true. Well, still, the Vulcans are in the Federation. They all should be sharing uh, technology. Well, yeah, but they might make different choices. And, you know, I mean, even, you know, they still sell, have some of their own stuff and they choose to do things differently. And let's be real. The, the Vulcans are part of the Federation like... Guam is part of the United States, you know. We we they're they're in the Federation, but they're just like a backwater and Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just saying, sorry, I think I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we're sorry in... Vulcans. How about sorry people from Guam? I feel I like kind of, yeah, I, I know closer. more Vulcans than people from Guam though. On the off chance that we do have a listener from Guam, I'm sorry. I, I do feel I'm not making fun of Guam. I'm just saying it's like I know, and I, and I'm not Guam saying there's anything wrong with itself. Guam. I'm just saying it's a fucking backwater and it sucks like Vulcan. No, it's just been <laughs> neglected, just like uh, you know any United States territory. See, I feel like the Samoa, Vulcans. Uh, the how, about, Rico. how about Puerto Rico? Oh, I hear they're yeah. doing okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a neglected like. Guys, did you know that Hurricane Maria was a Democratic plot to make Trump look bad? And mm-hmm. sorry, Puerto Rico. The Democrats worked with China to create uh, global warming to generate the... Uh, the but see, I, feel I, like thought the, I thought the Jews had the weather changing They're machines. working on it. See, I feel like the Vulcans are way more important to the Federation than that, though. Oh, like, I they've been, they, I think we've been seeing the Federation perspective for too long, and they're... But, I mean, you think about, like, even... They're basically slaves. <laughs> I mean, Doc did oh, say they've been... I have to do the rest of this podcast standing up. There's no way I can remove this animal from this chair. Take <laughs> that cat. Oh, he's spitting at you. I mean, in the original series, Bones does refer to Vulcan as being conquered, but... But no, because I mean, so the problem is I'm retconning here, but I mean, there you know, we see how important to the foundation everything is the Vulcans are an enterprise. We see, you know, various, well, at least one fairly high-ranking Vulcan in Disco. I don't know, I, I feel like they have a bit more say. Maybe the better analogy is the Vulcans are to the Federation as, say, Canada is to the United Nations. Canada's doing pretty okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think we're underestimating... Jesus Christ. We're underestimating the importance of Vulcan. <laughs> Sorry, just getting some photographic evidence of this little asshole sitting on my chair. Yes. If you, for can, those... if you cannot hear me as well as usual, it's because I'm further away than usual. Actually, for... it's probably better. I'm probably the loudest of all of us. Except when Chris gets shouty. For those that are confused, there are, as we have mentioned before, two cats here. We are often visited by one of them, but that one likes us. No one's ever listened to this podcast before and heard these cats obstructing the <laughs> Well, normally, normally this one doesn't show up. This one is much more angry, and he has, in fact, stolen Caitlyn's chair. Well, because he's angry. Well, because Caitlyn stood up. And he keeps folding his ears back. Well, Caitlyn really needed a drink, Move guys, your okay? feet, lose your seat. That's what the black cat says. Anyway. If uh, I fits, I spits. Politics of the Federation aside. Yeah, politics of the Federation aside. Here's a here's a question to ponder. Mm-hmm. Is Tarkan and Geordi still blind? Seems Well, not. actually, all of them have light sensitivity, so... Sort of? I mean, they have eyes, though. They have, like... No, well, Geordi always has eyes. Yeah, but his eyes don't work. That's the difference. Well, he but... does seem to look at 
Susanna when yeah. she's like trying to talk him down. Yeah, yeah, and he, he his visor is long gone. Well, but that's also an instinctual thing. Like I think even True. if you don't have sight, you would look towards the sound because you're turning to it to capture the sound best. No, I mean I just I did actually kind of think that, but I just figured yeah. I mean it completely rewrote everything about his being. So probably. Well, then why why when it turns back is he blind again? Because she. Because Crusher restored his DNAs. Yeah, I was thinking maybe they were going to use a little transporter magic before it was clear I was to thinking me what that was too. going on. Yeah, I actually have a I note. was like, I time am... to abandon them down there and just reboot your latest save of those people. I will say I am impressed they didn't just resort to... Because uh, at one point they specifically mention... Um, <laughs> the memory card being full so they couldn't access their save files. Uh, yeah, they're talking about know, needing unaltered genes and my first thought was, oh... So yeah. we're going to fall back on the transporter pattern again. the thing again. is, like, they, if they knew that, you know, five years ago that was when they got infected with this thing, how long do they keep records of their Well, what you do is, how do they stuff. find what's-her-face? How do they find Susanna's genes? They well, that's her, like, they, they looked just, at her closet. They, they, yeah. they, they didn't, all they had to do is, once they removed the thingus from her thymus, she just reverted. Oh. The thingus and so her thymus. So Jordy, they must have just, they were like, all right, some, someone... Someone go down to the holodeck with a sponge and bring it back oh, here. Oh no! Well, that's the thing. The way this works is there's such a, there there's a point of no return, is what it comes down to. Right. Yeah. I was even thinking when they had those two DJs out on the planet, why not just because you know Leighton had to make this gigantic big show of getting Tarkan and Jody to trust her and come with her. When I'm thinking, just fucking phaser him, stun him, yeah. bring him back with you. Yeah. Why Why drag him all the way out into the open and give him a hug when you could just go fucking jump on him? Yeah. Them being played by DJs lends extra credence to you call, calling them rave apes. That's true. Actually. So <laughs> I, I, just, yeah, I was just doing that because of their Tron stripes. But... They're Tron stripes. Well, but why not Tron apes then? I don't know. I like rave. I thought rave apes sounded better. It sounds fucking great. I love it. But I'm just saying it's like actually perfect. Oh, oh but you're so veiny. But in answer to your question, Ames, if they had used, like, even just more recent transporter patterns, they could have reformed them and then removed the Mm. thing is from the thymus. Right, because then they would have had more time. It would have been less time critical. Yeah, and they'd know what the the thing that they were looking for was. Yeah. Do you need your thymus? I mean, I didn't... One of those things you can get just... Something else. I mean, in the 24th century, probably. If it's part of both the endocrine and the lymph systems, it sounds important. Does it? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I also read that there was going to be a, it would have been like a darker, weirder ending because instead of just seeing the two fucking DJs and Jordy down there, there, there would have just been masses of them and they just mm-hmm. would have just lived everywhere. And then they remembered they didn't have a budget for that. It was that. probably because of the budget mm-hmm. that they cut all of that, but also just, it would have been really fucking creepy. Oh that, yeah, it would have been super creepy. That it's also almost too bad. That's what pick I'm which one is Jordy? Oh no. Just shout, Leah Brahms is here, and see what she goes, whoop, whoop. Um, that one's got a boner. <laughs> oh, no! But that, that yeah, also but they don't have dicks, though. It doesn't seem. Would have oh, God, or a, do they? That would have poked a hole in Jake's uh, virus theory, I think, if there were millions of them. Yeah, that would that would would have poked a hole in Jody's... Jo- Jody? Jordy's jo- uniform, Jody. also. <laughs> Jody LaForge. That's, that's in the gender-swapped universe. <laughs> Jody LaForge. I don't know, but overall, I thought I like the idea in Identity Crisis of, uh, and then, you know, the th- the shame is, you know, I always read the synopses before watching the show so that I can do my stupid research like a fool, mm. like the fool that I am. Fool um, that you could are. always read it afterwards. I don't. I won't. I won't. I watched the episode yet last night. I wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't have had time. That's fair. 
Or like when we watch immediately before recording, I don't wouldn't have time. Right, that makes but sense. But if I if like I wonder what you guys were thinking before you knew what the what the, was happening to the people that they were transforming and said that they just, they just vanished or were perhaps kidnapped by Bigfoots. So maybe this is why I didn't like it as much. But <laughs> Bigfoots, big feet, Ames. The, only um, one foot. Okay, it's big. The picture for the episode <laughs> on Netflix. Was like one of the rave apes. Oh, that's unfortunate. So it was like, okay, so they're turning into rave apes. Also, I think, I don't know if I'd seen this one before or yeah, what. Yeah, it could but have been was, the rave apes are just kidnapping them. I, I also, I think I might have seen this one years ago All or something because right. it seemed vaguely like, I just kind of knew, like, yeah, they're turning into rave apes. What did apes. you think was going on, Caitlin? I just thought there were giant frogs involved <laughs> because that's what I thought the footprints looked like. Nice. I was like, are there giant frog monsters on the planet? Why are they stalking them and eating them? I don't understand. But I didn't really have much of a theory beyond frog monsters. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say it was a good theory. You don't need to give me shit about it. Did you even watch the episodes, Black Cat? I don't think Black Cat liked Identity Crisis very much. No. Not his his cup of tea. He prefers Q episodes. Well, then he'll be happy with next week. I do like, uh... It's about frog monsters. I just no. It was because of the footprints. It just it looked to me like a frog foot. No, I know. I I wonder like what the scheme would have been in that episode. (laughs) Are they actually just like the frogs that run the um, bathhouse and spirited away? Are they luring customers? Mm Mm-hmm. Probably. The what? The what now? The little frog people that work (laughs) at the bathhouse and spirited away. It really was oh, the witch that ran it, though. Yeah, well, yeah, but they, 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 I should say, they, they were the... Um... Well, and at first I thought you were just talking about that one frog that, that No-Face eats, but you're right, there are a couple a bunch of people of... that are frog Yeah, people. well, like the little assistants. Yeah, they're all like... Yeah, one of them is smoking a cigarette that in, outside at one point. Yeah. Anyway, this is anyway. not a Spirit of the Way podcast, sadly, although we Damn, it should bring be. it up a lot. Yeah. I don't have any... I don't have a ton more to say on, on identity crisis. I generally... I thought it looked really fucking cool. That's yeah. true. It was nice seeing Jordy doing a thing that w- wasn't creepy. Creeping and weird. on women. It's true. It was creepy in a different way and not his fault. <laughs> but he and Suze did seem to have like a very like. Riker wanted to get on Susanna immediately. Who doesn't Riker want to get on? True. Like the second mm. he walks in and he starts calling her Susanna, I'm like, Riker? I actually. Riker. Presumptuous. I did. Seriously. I did have that as a note as well. Like you're not on a, like, not on a first name basis with this woman yet. That is, a, yeah, no. One of my notes is Susanna Riker. She's not your old friend. Chill. Probably figures like, well, if she's into a creep like Jordy, I have this resplendent beard. True. Much nicer than the beard on the big head man in the end. Oh, degree. look at you segueing. That was a good segue. Yeah, yeah. So I want I want to ask Caitlin because we've been I, I've been listening listening to our episodes as they come out, and every week we make a reference to Reg Barkley, and Caitlin will say who. <laughs> and then we'll realize, oh, it's because you hadn't, you, you weren't there when we. But did I have. But I've now, now have. I've now watched so Hollow Pursuits as what, well. What is your your general feeling of Reg Barkley, Caitlin? Now that uh, now that you've seen two episodes with him, I love him. I do. I love him. Um, have you seen the A Team? No, that's the thing. I was actually Chris and I were actually talking about that on the way over. Um, that he's usually like, a, what did you say? He's usually in a mental asylum and he's like their pilot or something. Yeah, he's mm. Mad Dog Murdoch. He's crazy. See, the thing for me is that's really fucking weird because, I mean, obviously he's playing a little dweeb, but I feel like he looks like a little dweeb. So it's hard to imagine someone who looks like a little dweeb like Barkley does being a badass pilot. Mm. No, he, it, he, he's he got range. Because when you, if you watched in, in Hollow Pursuits, 
when he's not being a little dweeb and he's on the holodeck. Oh yeah, being, being all kickass, sword fighting and being awesome. He's got that that he could be a kind of like madman going on about him. I guess I don't know. I still don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And he's an entirely different character in this episode. Yeah, in the nth degree, in which he's. He's almost he, he goes he, try, he goes he goes to suave and then goes right past suave to douchebag. <laughs> I don't think he was a douchebag. No, he was a douchebag. No, I didn't think so at all. Really? What? Yeah, I thought he was a douchebag. Which, no. He was mansplaining to everybody. Well, he told Crusher how to do her job. Mm. Well, to be fair, she is the worst doctor ever. I don't know. She's no. She's not Bones. Oh, poor Bones. Um, so Bones did that brain surgery that no one had ever done before. Yeah, Bev so could have done that if she wore that helmet too. She could have done it twice. This is, this is why this is funny. Why? Because I'm usually the one who's like, you know, yeah, he was a terrible doctor, and I think Chris is usually the one who's like, yeah, but he did that whole thing. <laughs> so he did one thing. What I also like, what you know, credit to Dwight <laughs> Schultz, is that he's he's more confident, Reg, in this was kind of different from the sort of confident holodeck red. Yeah. Because it has to be because it's a, it's a more real, for him, confidence, you know? Like, he's actually confident, not just confident because he's in a play world. Yeah, yeah, and And the, and the confidence is bolstered by high high IQ. Yeah. What number did he try to assign it? Like, oh, 12 or 14. Like, 1400. number. And really, they still use IQ in the future? I hope not. It's a terrible system. It, it is. Actually make Do you think they still, hopefully they've gotten rid of BMI at least? Another bullshit set of made-up numbers. The fuck is BMI? Body mass index. That oh. one. Are you obese? Overweight? Um, yeah, thanks for pointing the it other out. other one? So, a, a fucking broom? This isn't directly related to the episode, but it was something I thought. You think, with the miracle that is the holodeck, you would have plays on the holodeck. I was holodeck. thinking the same thing. So you could have a dynamic stage. Yeah. What so about you're... all the stagecraft people? They need to build sets. No, they don't. There's a holodeck for that. Their their jobs are obsolete now. Listen, listen. I mean, to be fair, they're it's, not like they're, too. it's not like they're particularly useful now either. Like, I'm looking at this wow. and saying, who did the costume um, for Barkley and did the did the wig such that he doesn't like know how to wear it and the hat mm. that it doesn't fit on the fucking set? Like, if it, yeah. if it were the holodeck, it would all work fine. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Like, that's... Like, that's when they've always thought about the holodeck is like the stuff you could do with theater with that because the stage is anything you need it to be yeah but at you the same even... time it's like you know uh, I don't know I think there might be some part of like just like with anything in Star Trek everyone seems to have a, have a real hard on that's true tiny shit that's true so it's probably like oh, oh it's so quaint you know we mm. said we, we built the set out of wood <laughs> I will say this tree. though I totally did not at all recognize him under the Cyrano de Bergerac costume at all. That's mm. what it was, Cyrano de Bergerac, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So I was, like, actually pretty impressed, because I was like, who even is this? And then it was like, oh, nice job, Reg. And I was like, shut the front door. Is that Reg? Good job, yeah, the buddy. The person was acting like a fidgety wiener the whole time, and you weren't <laughs> able to put that together. Well, but I thought maybe Cyrano de Bergerac was meant to be a... He kind of is, I guess. Mm-hmm. His whole point Neither. is like he speaks through an intermediary. Also, uh-huh. I like that that Bev is just the onboard triple threat. She dances. Yeah. She teaches theater. She's a physician. She has an annoying son. Um, fucks the captain. Yeah. Sometimes, maybe. When she feels like it. Mm. Hey, and she's also really good at being a douchebag to women who have a thing for Picard. So don't <laughs> forget that. Don't leave that shit out. That's next week. Yeah, we'll get. To well, that. we've seen it already, though, haven't we? Well, yes, but. I know, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's just because I'm excited. Um, I think we saw it with uh, with that other woman that Picard was into. 
that other the one woman who's who... the one whose husband was was in love with time. Oh, excuse me, I forgot about that episode. Yeah, was mm. in love with time. We'll always have Paris. I think. I don't, yeah, I, remember, oh, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, with, yeah. With, that the, was... with the with the with the wanks accord, the wanks a harp. Yes, the wanks accord. Remember the guy had like a an, a musical instrument that was strapped <laughs> to him, where you like. Oh, you yeah, off I forgot the about that. Jesus, <laughs> ah, the cat has relinquished my chair. <laughs> hey, Abe's. Hi, oh, Caitlin. God, Good to see that... you. Oh, you can't get up again. Oh, that sweater. Oh, Bev's sweater. Yeah. What next week? No, this week. There was one this week? What sweater? What sweater was she wearing this week? When they were doing the other Cyrano scene later in the workshop, not in the play. Oh. It might even Why be the same Why are there still story. audience members watching the workshop? I assume that was the rest of the workshop. Oh, maybe. Like, I presume there's other students. Doing doing a rehearsal? Yeah. Those are the other characters in the play. It's not just Cyrano de Bergerac. I'd like to think about it. Oh, yeah. So there was a weird thing about this for me. Not Just weird. one thing? There, there was some, some things I noted was that the Argus Array... Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, oh, that kind of reminds me of the uh, sensor outpost at the start of the motion picture. The one that gets uh, fucked by V'ger after the Klingons. Sure. And then later, when they're in whatever weird subspace thing Ridge created, it kind of reminded me again of the um, the wormhole sequence hmm. in that. So I thought that was kind of funny. I doubt it was on purpose, but it amused me. Yes, there wasn't a very slow-moving asteroid, at least. No, but everything else, you know, they're like, <coughs> we're moving funny, and there's blurs oh, and yes, talking Oh, yes, I thought that, slow. too. Okay, I'm glad and that for you... some reason, Worf goes back to the bridge, but he was just on the holodeck. Mm. Worf, where were you going? Use your cut communicator. Anyway. So, now the actual episode. Oh, um, that. Because we can't talk about other things related to it, but not quite it itself. So, the Einstein sequence, right? Oh, Barkley totally fucked Einstein. Like, sexually? Or you mean he, like, that, sexually? That, I, kind of, I didn't like that sequence because it took me out of the episode. Because it's like... Einstein looked like paper mache. Well, yeah, first of all, why didn't they just hire an old person? I think it was just Jameson, wasn't it? Why did uh. they have to take a person and slather them under the infamous TNG old makeup? Nobody wants Yikes. to give people make money, old people, money. Apparently. Let me try again. No one wants to pay old people to show up. Yeah, I don't know. It seems so. But, like, I get it. It's like, oh, it's shorthand. The audience wants to change time. someone really smart. Like, just have him talking to the computer. Have him the computer arguing. It can talk back to him. He can still be the holodeck and stuff's appearing and just like this weird like he's talking to Einstein thing. It's like well, guys, he even come on. well he even said though that he did it that he he wasn't actually talking to Einstein. He used Einstein to act as an avatar, right? Like he even said that to did he? I, I thought he just yeah, said he, he's, like he's fired said, up the Einstein program. But. Yeah, no, he said. I, I'm paraphrasing, but he was, when Jordy was like, "What the fuck was that?" And he was like, "Oh, you know, I was I was up all night coming up with new theories of quantum bullshit, and you know, I wanted to interact with someone, so I had so I had the computer you talk with Moriarty do the uh, mm. do no, the, he didn't want to get stuck do the Einstein thing. So I think he was he wasn't talking to like a fully fledged Einstein sure. character. He right. was talking to Einstein like, at this point would be like how many years defunct by now? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there, yeah, well, I mean. They're still confirming Einstein's theories to this day. So. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just just like gravi- oh, yeah, gravitation, gravitational waves, which they recently discovered like, a couple years ago, was something that Einstein predicted, but had never. That was one of those things. Like, well, and that's why they were theories and not. 
well, it's not, something no, more. I mean, everything, like even gravity is still considered a theory. Yeah, but like once you prove it, defin- isn't, is there never a, a point where you no. prove it definitively? No, a theory is, is basically the high. I mean, there's laws which are like the cosmological constants, but theory is like the highest level. But then how could it not be... It's a common argument used by the creationists because Darwin's theory of evolution, they're like, well, if it was real, it would be the fact of evolution. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's in scientific parlance. Theory it's not is, in the Bible. Theory is, it's basically saying, it's, it's basically science's way of saying, this is what we... This, this is, is what true we, until we're yeah, proven Yeah, this otherwise. is what we believe based on all the gathered information. <laughs> but that's not to say that, like, gravity, like, you know, we've known about gravity in pretty decent detail since Newton. Yeah. But then Einstein came along and was like, yeah, well, yeah, Newton's gravity is, is yeah, it works in most circumstances. But yeah, here's, here's different circumstances. Here's, the, here's some more shit about gravity that you didn't know. Well, then how come Newton has some laws but also some theories? Well, those are like laws of motion. I think that, like... But why are those laws? Because they're, I think, because I think they, I'm not a scientist, but I believe it's more, it's like it's a mathematical equation at that point. It's like yeah. And the thing is, I okay. think it's one of those things that it does. I might be misremembering this, but it's one of the, like a lot of Newton stuff does apply at our level of perception. Where his stuff fails is when you go very very big and very very small. But yeah, so, had so had like gravitational waves were something that was predicted by Einstein's theories, but that had not was sort of like you know the idea was okay we can those are the theoretical physics yeah so that was theoretical physics it was like hey you know we you know basically most of what Einstein did wasn't practical it wasn't like right. doing experiments in a lab it was doing math problems in his head and on paper right to explain other things and then since he's you know, since he was around, every so many years, someone will actually find a way to conduct a physical experiment, like the uh, LIGO, I think was the name of the observatory. That sounds right. But it was basically, the way they detected the gravitational waves is they had this observatory, which was really like two detectors that were really, really like far apart, but also very precisely calibrated to each other. Mm. And then, like, the gravitational wave actually changes the shape of space. Whoa. Like, that's how that's what it's doing. So, the way they detected it was because these were such precise instruments, they could see that, I think, like, the distance between them, which was well-known, changed, like, ever so slightly. And there was no... And, like, that can happen because of, you know, an earthquake, but there was no... Seismic there, there was no other explanation that would have created this result other than the shape of the universe changed, which was the gravitational wave passing through Earth. That's so fucking cool. Mm. Yeah. And I think even, I mean, I think their science, their science fiction science doesn't necessarily <laughs> break any of his rules. Like, isn't the idea of warp, it doesn't break the law of rules that Einstein figured out. It's more like it sort of bends reality well, yeah, to I don't its think, will yeah, or something. I think there's a, yeah, there's the, an Because there's actual theory of warp. It's not just a yeah, word. Yeah, I think the idea is up. more that the warp the warp bends field... Bends space or something? Well, yeah, it's forming a, a, warp, a warp bubble or warp field is formed around the warp core. In, right. You know, something that's roughly the size of the ship. Yeah. And then relative to that frame of reference, inside the bubble, you can shift the space in front or behind right uh to make yourself 
move through the other frame of reference, the other, you know, reference frame, which is outside the warp bubble. Yeah. So essentially it's creating like two different, you know, like like a, a pocket, not really a pocket universe, but it's creating a, a, a piece of our universe that has different rules yeah. than everything else. And yeah. then you can move shit around. Mm. Yeah. And then Barkley brought that up to, you know, well, the, the nth degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> title now. Well, he was actually moving through subspace, which was another, like... Pink wavy shit. Pink wavy shit, which is like... I think that's supposed to be more like what hyperspace in Star Wars uh, is, okay. where you're actually leaving the universe and traveling through another universe. It really just would have been more efficient for him to build a mycelial drive and use himself as the computer for it. Well, what I want to know is where the fuck... This technology went right, so the Cytherian. I thought they, this, yeah. Did they not give them this tech because Voyager would have loved this shit? Would have been handy. Yeah. Well, that's my thought. It's like, yeah, Ridge doesn't remember what he did, but surely the computer does. Yeah, right. No, because well, the, the computer, computer is was Reg. too. No, it but, was, but it also was, the computer oh. was too slow to keep up with blah blah blah, blah <laughs> which is why Reg jacked in or whatever. Jacked off. Maybe yeah. yeah maybe maybe the Cytherians jack didn't on, give them. Jack off. Maybe they did give them, like, the equations or whatever yeah. to do this, but they didn't give them the technology with which to actually compute those it's their equations. their own sort of prime directive. Well, maybe, or maybe it's just like, okay, yeah, well, when you guys figure out how to make these computers that are 300 times faster than the ones you have, you can do this too. Picard did say they had been given data that would take decades yeah. for scholars to study, so... Yeah. In theory, someone is working on a subspace-something like, drive. But I find it interesting, though, like, he says, like, oh, you know, we learned all about them. And I'm thinking, like, wait, but these people never leave. So it's like, what? what is that date? It's like, well, so this is, like, my collection of DVDs that I ordered from Amazon. And <laughs> over here is my bag of cat poop. I'm just too lazy to take it out. But I don't mind. I have no sense of smell. And here's my cat. Aw, Cytherian cat. Just a just a big floaty cat head Aww, that hisses with, at Caitlin. With dreadlocks and the what that hates Caitlin is that, that what you just said? Caitlin. Yeah, um, same thing. Hates yeah, Caitlin. Like, hisses like, at Caitlin. They must. I mean, I, the only thing I could imagine they'd have of interest to say would be technology, which they clearly didn't give the Federation. I think they gave them like some, some stuff, but it sounds like not the good shit. Yeah, well, not not anything they can use right now. Well, you know what it is. They also theoretically can give them here's shit we've learned from all these other cultures we've met. Yeah, it would be, oh, the Borg, thing. no worries, just take out their batteries. Hey. Yeah. Ba -ba -ba -ba. It would be like if you found a caveman and you gave him a USB drive, but not anything to put it into. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Borg, you know, none of those wires are shielded, so all you got to do is pee on them. <laughs> They'll short circuit. It seemed like actual guns do a pretty good job too. Yeah, that's true. Not to look forward to the future Bat or whatnot, but. Chop but, those motherfuckers to pieces. It works real But yeah, yeah, the Cytherians. Also, something I, I thought was interesting about this was how the probe, how Barkley described the probe working is like, because originally it went and it started, it tried to reprogram the Argus array, yep. but the Argus array computer was shitty and too, or too shitty for the probe's data. So oh yeah, the probe thought it was it was intelligent life, right? Or something yeah, well the probe just didn't know. The probe was just like, I'm gonna find something I can interface with. Yeah. And I'm gonna download my, my secret sauce in. Oh, and, then my it, porn. and then it tried the Enterprise and the Enterprise didn't work and then or no, it tried the, the shuttlecraft. That didn't work. And then it was like, Oh look, a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and we downloaded to him. He's got a lot of empty oh, space. Oh no, in that there. one's got a visor. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Jordy was wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't have seen the flash. Okay, so fucking Reg becomes a gajillion genius, genius heir of fourteen hundred IQ points, and Jordy's fucking visor is enough to filter that shit out. I find that suspicious. Well, maybe it's just like the interface between the visor and his brain doesn't have the bandwidth to transfer. That actually makes more sense. But if yeah. that was the case, I would want his visor to break, and he'd like, have to like, like have it. Like fixed. smoke starts yes. rising on him. <laughs> Oh, that's a spicy meat of all. It actually literally, <laughs> it literally cracks down the middle, and they don't have a spare right now, so you just got tape around the middle of his yeah. visor for the rest really of the episode. Look like a, like a big fucking nerd. Um, uh, you're a wizard, Jordy. I really liked this episode, though. That's I liked seeing awesome Reg. And again, you say he was a douchebag. Oh, he was a douchebag. But Deanna was into it. What I found Deanna kind of... loves douchebags. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, actually, you're right. Have you right. seen all the douchebags she's fallen for? No, no, you're right. Riker, you're actually just proving you're right. Reba! Rawl! Yeah, God. Ugh, that is her type. <laughs> what I kind of... What I thought, too, my, my note was me when Bridge first asked her, I was like, oh, Reg, I'm not clear if Riker and I are fucking right now. Mm. I really wish the show would she decide. She can't fucking sense that shit at all? Because, like... They're not even on again, off again. It's just like they're maybe. Yeah, it's I have a, a I have a note here. It's like Riker Hart Troy question mark. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. Oh, you never well, said maybe. if his pass was successful. Huh? And he seemed just kind of like thinking it was fun. So it's like, so are you two fucking or not? Well, maybe maybe our uh, you know our twenty first century views on sexuality and relationships are just passe and outdated by That's true. Maybe they're FWBs. If she was originally the Ilea character and that character then that, that species just goes to plow town with everybody. Mm-hmm. Goes unless, to plow town. Unless they've taken a vow of celibacy. And we know and we know Loxana, you know, she gets around so it's true. She gets around. And around and around. That's uh, like putting like it mildly. <laughs> So who knows? Maybe it's a Betazoid thing, or maybe it's just in the future. That's everyone's like, racist. Every, everyone's just like, let's bone. So did that does sort of seem like the direction we might go with, right? Because it you sort like of the, feel like it seems like the direction Roddenberry would well, definitely. I mean, go definitely. With. Yeah, that's true. You think he knew about polyamory? I'm thinking, I'm thinking he probably he was. Think he invented it. <laughs> I mean, he definitely had mistresses that Major Barrett knew all about, and I don't know if there's ever been any definitive word on whether or not. They were maybe she was maybe into it. Who knows? I don't want to swinger. I don't want to uh, you know speak ill of the dead or anything. So uh, does this mean things, but... that after that walk, Reg and Deanna fucked? I hope so. Probably for Reg's sake, because he looks like he could use it. I hope he's hung. Yeah, probably is. Just hope he has like that a was really that was the one gi- that was the gift the Cytherians didn't take away. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I am, I am not. And now it. it's prehensile. <laughs> like, wanna, he can pick things up. Like, want to see my warp coil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am not gonna Google how big is Dwight Schultz cock. Thank you. No, I will. No. Oh, yeah. White Schultz Schwanz. Schwanz? How did you know that? Look at you knowing German. Mm. Did you take German at some point? No, I'm just. No, I know. But you know Schwanz. Nobody knows Schwanz. words are. Um, Thanks. you were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, talking about the Scytherians and how they allowed Barkley to do the things and then still know know how to move pieces on a chessboard. A, what the fuck is up with their heads? And why do they look like that if they're advanced beings? Dear God, they look like fucking shaggy after a couple of decades. 
And all, and also, like, apparently this was, like, originally going to be a much darker ending, and the Scytherians would have been a more malevolent creature. But the final script was delivered on the day of shooting for the final scene, and they were nice guys, it sounded, seemed like. That's better, because why yeah. would a malevolent species go through all that trouble? Yeah, because then they're just making poor Barkley enact something for bad reasons. Yeah, like, here, come here so we can shoot you? Like, what? Well, so I think, like, it's gr- I think it's good to have, like, it, it seems like more often than not, in fact, I can't even really remember the last time we've encountered a benevolent, mysterious alien. Well, there was Lucian from, uh, or Lucian from Magics of Magus 2, who yeah. also lived at the center of the galaxy. That's Just right. like God. Yeah, so um, all these guys are one and the same, what right? What does guard, guard, God need of the starships? Um, get away yeah, from like, those annoying hippie like neighbors time, of his. Like, we, we don't get, like, the uh, Organians, you know, who are... They're benevolent. They're nice, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that you, you, when the they... Metron were... They were they were good in theory. They were but they good. They just had a couple stupid ways to do things. Yeah, well, forcing you to kill each other is yeah. an interesting way to to be benevolent. Often, often when you do see these more advanced species, they're you know they're like either a trickster like you, mm-hmm. or they are more advanced and maybe they're benevolent, but they're also kind of douchebags like the, the Metron. The traveler's pretty that's true. Advanced. He was a he was a good guy, <laughs> but he's not quite that same. Like I mean, he's got crazy superpowers, but. I definitely, in my mind, I feel like he's on a slightly lower level than, say, a lot of these other higher species. Yeah, but like, uh, what was his name? Face face in space. Face Nagilum. Oh, Nagilum. Yeah, he was he, awful. Yeah, he was a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Dick face, I guess. Well, here's a, here's a tangent, uh, a side note that I, I... I think about it every so often, but it was something that came to mind when watching this episode is... Why did they do the makeup so funny on Data's eyebrows? What do they do? I've never noticed. I even noticed. It's just, they kind of paint the, the silver into the eyebrows. You can still see the eyebrows. Oh. There's still, you can see still like the black individual hairs, but you can see that there's all like the, the silver face paint kind of over it. I bet you, I bet you <clears throat> they tried to shave his eyebrows and he just looked really weird. Oh, he probably Yeah, but then would. they could dry, draw new ones on. And yeah, they probably tried that too. Oh, they, I they bet They probably he... tried doing like brown eyebrows to match his hair. Brown eye? <laughs> Probably tried that, and it probably also looks weird. They're doing that so because, like, you can see skin beneath the eyebrow. Probably is the idea. Yeah, but they don't, then they don't. Then you can still see like the, the the individual hairs look colored though. Yeah, but like on your eyebrows, I can see your skin through them. Yeah, yeah but my eyebrows aren't white. Well, also, re- no, I know, but his eyes and brows aren't white. What I'm suggesting is that maybe the idea is that you're supposed to be able to see his skin through it. Also, recall that this was originally intended to be broadcast in a much lower quality, where mm. oh, you would probably not even be able to make out individual hairs That's in his true, eyebrows, yeah. versus, you know, the HD that we're watching, hmm. uh, you can see, like, I-, I remember the first time I saw the remastered HD TNG, like, it actually, I mean, it was very impressive, but it was also a little jarring Staring at everybody's pores. Well, like Brent Spiner in particular, right? Because I feel like maybe in the movies where it was high resolution, they went through a little more trouble to make sure that the paint job was smooth and like mm. yeah. covered a lot of the, the skin imperfections, but they weren't nearly as careful on the show. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's case in point. Like, yeah, yeah. when like you that's... just search images, you can tell that like the skin yeah, is so very... I think I think like yeah. it was never intended at the time to be viewed as an HD. Yeah, broadcast. so they just didn't have to worry as much. 
Even though I think I learned that like HD broadcasts have been, or like the the concept of HD television has been around for like fifty years. It's just the technology was too expensive. Oh, did Einstein come up with it? Probably. Actually, I think Philo Farnsworth came up with it. Oh, oh, word. I I think like after you know, like that was going to be his comeback. Was like after he lost out the patent to TV, he had like an idea, like oh, you know, well, you know, we're stuck to the the the, you know whatever the number of scan lines was Mm. on broadcast TV. But guess what? I got the technology. I've come up with a way to send out way more scan lines. Same tech, just more of them. Did Are he you get kidding? boned out of that? No, I actually remember. Like, I think he, I read a thing about. Did this. he get boned out of this invention too? I think it just did. Um, I think he. Probably. I think he was basically already penniless and like couldn't get yeah. investors and just it would have been too expensive and impractical at the time. Speaking of technology, yes, all of the effects in the interface scene with with Barkley in his in his special chair uh, were done live with lasers and mirrors. Nice. Whoa. It looked really fucking cool. I it thought did. they were practical. I would not With have thought that was lasers. The shit into his head, you mean, that thing? Yeah, the thing that was zapping him in. Yeah, that's, that's neat. No shit, that's really neat. connected though. to the pewter. I, I think, I don't know if I said this on the uh, air or not, but I remember saying once I don't think I'd seen this episode. But I definitely did. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember it well, but because when he went, that's fine, I'll tell you how to build one. <laughs> I distinctly remembered that line. I was like, I have seen this one. Yeah. At least he was also mansplaining to the computer. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a woman. Yeah, it's Majel Barrett's voice. He mansplains. Whatever. Although, actually, he even sort of did it to Riker a little. Yeah, yeah. And Riker's like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, fuck you, Riker. When he's in his chair and he says, taking me out of the chair will kill me, Does that is he just resigning himself to living in the chair forever? Yeah. How does he poop? Well, how He just beams he... it out of himself. Oh, that's smart. He is the computer now. Hi, Black Cat. Black Cat is, has returned. Uh-oh, he wants Caitlyn's chair. Get to get over my cold, dead give me, ass. Give me that cat. chair. If you remove me from this chair, I won't be able to fix the Armis array. Also, actually, I mean, think about it. It's the holodeck. He could always just have the chair turn into a toilet. The chair itself wasn't the technology. Oh, yeah. He's he's just sitting there. It's like, chair, become toilet. Return to chair. No, wait. Chair, become bidet. Ah. Return to chair. Y'all are the worst. I love it. I I don't want to say there was a mastered. He probably just mastered the beaming out of poop. Yeah, that's that's really what's going on. I mean, on. of course, that's like that is the pinnacle of genius. Why yeah. bother having a fourteen hundred IQ if you can't Actually, beam poopsies out of your bumsies? He doesn't even need to poop or pee anymore. He gets his sustenance from the lasers, and there's no mm. waste from that. <laughs> Credit to Patrick Stewart. He did a really great job when the giant head appeared hmm. of like not shitting himself. Well, of also just being the right mix of like I'm really annoyed by all this. But I'm also intrigued by the possibilities. Yes. Also, I have fired Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, both Out times... Out of a cannon into the sun. Both times this guy has come to his attention, shit has gotten weird. Mm. You know, he's just like, oh, God. Yeah, but, like, I mean, at least this time it wasn't his fault. That's true. The um, thing is, like, mm, it is and it isn't. And I know, like, it's it's the same as the other one, where you, you, it's imprinted in you to want to return to this other place. Yeah. Uh, whether it be Tarkanon 3, or whether it be the center of the galaxy, where God might be. How much can you can you blame someone, like, for, for, for stuff? I would still blame Barclay. Well, I think, yeah, really? I think, well, I think... Maybe there's for a thing the because like Bergerac performance. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did... Bev was really He impressed. did act like an asshole towards a lot of people. And even though he was being somewhat controlled by the the probe but, or by the Scytherian. He just doesn't have the temperament yeah, to like, be on the Supreme Court. That's true. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, this is another instance though where yeah. I think they could do. I mean, obviously it's a one-off episode, and you know, Barkley's like a character we get once a season, so it's not going to be twice this season. Was uh, was the first episode also the season? Was it not? I don't remember. I thought it was. I could be wrong. I don't remember. If I am, I apologize. It might have been. It might have been an early Blanking. episode this season. I know it was after the first Leah Brahms episode. Oh, no. It was season three, episode 21. Oh, all right. I was wrong. But anyway, so yeah, he's not a character. Up, but it would be interesting to like, because I feel like there would be some serious psychological fallout from this experience. Well, mm. he's, he's Barkley. He has severe psychological yeah. fallout with That's anything true. that does anything. Plus, also talks to Troy, and he falls into a stupor. I'm gonna say, plus he he gets to get it in with her, so he gets to put it in with her. Yeah, she jumped on that grenade. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Oh! oh. <laughs> you just pull the pin, and it goes. What? <laughs> oh no! I don't know what that means. I don't, don't want to find out. Okay, I kind of do. Ah. Yeah, I'd fuck Barkley. I've decided. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Kingdom's got a type. Um, what is that? Unattractive? Like I don't know what, what that means. I don't think Dwight Schultz is unattractive. I like I just don't know what my type is. Weird computer brain? I mean he's a Okay. Alright. I, I don't know. I guess enough. like I mean he's lanky and brunette, just like data and bones, so Okay. So I like lanky brunettes. Apparently. But Pulaski wasn't brunette or lanky. Well that's the men you prefer. I would have definitely said. Apparently you her like old grannies for just like, hey, listen, Ben Franklin preferred grannies, too. Mm. I've heard that. <laughs> oh, gosh. What else? What else was in this episode? I don't know. I thought it was interesting just how, like, everyone kind of reacted mm. on, in the crew. Like, when they have that meeting in the ready room with Jordy and Riker. And they turn Barkley off. <laughs> not, not even, no, no. Before not that, that one? When okay. They, when he, before he hooks up to the computer, but when he's still just being oh, smart. Oh, yeah. The, like, can, we, can we blame him for being smart? Yeah. And like Picard's like, well, he isn't anything dangerous. Yeah, but he's a jerk. And like Riker's <laughs> like, no, arrest the motherfucker. It's right. Like, Riker's <laughs> just mad that he's making moves on his yeah. fuck buddy. Well, it's funny. Like the, at the very beginning, you mentioned it was kind of a Flowers for Algernon kind of thing going mm. on. And in Flowers for Algernon, when Charlie starts getting smarter and smarter, people start start disliking him because he's a he's a know-it-all asshole. Mm. And he gets fired from his box-making job. I mean, That's he was right. wasting himself there anyway. Once he became mm. smart, I mean... Mm. Flowers for Algernon is good. Yeah, yeah. apparently... A good book and a good play. I was reading up on that book. Apparently, when the short story came out and when they were trying to get the book published, they were turned down from the publishers, from a couple of different publishers, because they thought the ending wasn't happy enough and that he should be able to keep his intelligence and get with the girl. And the writer's like, no, that's not, that's not the point of the book. You dumb fucks. I missed it. I also like there are a couple interesting little, like, almost fake-outs when... Or like callbacks to the previous Barkley episode when Jordy walks into the meeting and engineering yeah. and Barkley's and he's not in there. the holodeck and yeah. he's like, oh, oh motherfucker, no, this shit again. He's balls deep up, in Troy. Up to oh, his, up to his old tricks, then he goes there and it's the freaking Einstein thing. He's like, oh, this is this is somehow weirder. <laughs> <laughs> balls deep in Einstein. Um, and Jordy starts jerking off yep. Einstein. No, no. <laughs> and then uh, another. Oh no! Oh, oh there was a good reference uh, in this when he said uh, when he first plugs into the computer and they go down there to talk to him and Picard's like, I order you to disconnect from the computer. And he goes, 
I'm afraid I can't, can't do that, do sir. that sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that too. It's 2001. I was kind of wondering, you know, when they disconnected the audiovisual for that one meeting, I was like, is he, is, is is he, he going to read their lips Yeah, somehow? are we going to see his perspective? Mm. Is he going to hack into Jordy's visor remotely? Yeah. Oh, that would have been fun. No, even the Hoosiers couldn't do that, so. True. True. Um, he he! They break his second backup visor because it's too Everything's stupid to handle. Together. It. He's like son of a bitch. But I would say like one, two, the two above both of these episodes this week. I actually really liked. There was some techno babble in both of them, mm. but I kind of I thought they did a good job grounding the technology. Mm. You know, with obviously in Identity Crisis, I liked the whole thing with the the, the holodeck and how the you know we talked about that. Yeah, that scene, like I said, was actually yeah. really good. And, and then, then you have you have Reg like hitting roadblocks because the technology isn't ready, so he has to be like, "All right, I'll teach you how to make this." Yeah, thing. and then like you know their plan, like the ODN bypass, they're gonna like bypass the the controls and all that. I Which I wonder would that have worked if Troy hadn't rumbled the game, the dumb bastard? Yeah, probably it probably. Would have, although I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's true because he would like his lasers sped up after she was there. That was his erection, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going zap. Oh, so Semelay. Now, before before we sign off, because I can see we're getting to that stage. Yeah, we do have another one to record. Before Next we started week. recording, apparently Jake was saying that Caitlin was was live. Oh yeah, uh, texting him. Well, her I think that was during a Hollow Pursuit. Hollow yeah, Pursuit. She watched Hollow Pursuit just so she because she you said there was something amusing, amusing and names. Oh well, no, her. just uh, it wasn't that amusing. Um, <laughs> Oh, we'll skip it. But, uh, well, I'll say it anyway. So she texts me, Oh my God, I'm watching Hollow Pursuits, and it's like that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, Cur- Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, where they buttered them up about how great Barkley was, and then he's terrible. Oh, yeah, we've talked about foisting twice oh. now. Which, is, today. which was the foisting episode. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, which is actually funny. Wow. Which is what, uh, um, what Riker had said about Barkley's former posting. Yeah. Oh. And what did you think of the most toys? Since that was also one of the ones you hadn't seen but now have. Oh yeah, what was that? That was the data one. Data, the guy data, kidnapped kidnapped. data. Oh data, yeah, data did the Mona Lisa smile. Wow, I fucking hated that guy so much. I know good that was episode, the point. Though. Yeah, it was a great episode. I really enjoyed the episode. I don't really remember how it ended. I remember that he like was gonna data straight up refuses. murder that motherfucker. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, what's his name kills his girlfriend. <coughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Like, oh no, it your the phaser discharged during transport. Oh wow, that's must mm, have been a must weird. have been a problem with the with the transporter. Yeah, it's too bad. I wish you would have. Mm. You know, it's good though because androids, you know, they get a taste for blood after they kill They're the like first sharks. time. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say something about sharks. I was really confused. Sharks. Yep. <laughs> They're like sharks. They get a taste for blood. Great. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. Always classy here on SSHB. All right. Shark to shart her shark. All right. Shark to, ste- to smear her by. <laughs> all right. Well, is that all we have to say about these shows? I think, I think so. Because so, right. we've been talking about sharts for right. more I thought than these a minute. Great. So uh, I, I'm all right with them. It sounds like it was a mixed bag. So you and the first one. But I think we all agreed that the second Hollow Pursuit is pretty good, huh? I liked it a lot. Nth no, no, yeah, yeah, degree. Yes. Not Regardless, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, that one's really good. I like yeah, that one. Barkley's good. Okay, well, so next 
week on our show, we'll be talking about two additional episodes of Star Trek The Generation Next. Generation uh, Next. Nice. Subsequent Spice Generation. Spice Girls action. Fuck yeah, dude. I love the Spice Girls, and I'm totally uh, excited that you knew that was the Spice Girls. Of course I know that's a Spice Girl. Well, Jake know. knows every song. I know. I, this um, is becoming clearer and clearer. All right. So next week, we will be talking about two episodes. The first return of one of our uh, beloved captain's lovers in... Cupid. Also, Vash shows up. Uh, oh. Followed by <laughs> the Drumhead. Bum 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 bum. Where uh, we'll meet one of uh, one of my uh, evil uh, admirals, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Admiral Satie. Oh, I have to reread your list now and see where she was. Yeah, she was. She was kind of high up there because she kind of sucks. Um, yeah, dude, that bitch was cray, right? Yeah. We'll get to it next a little, week. Little, little uh, JoJo McCarthy going on there. Yeah. Um. But that's what we got. It's coming up next week. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can catch us online at Tumblr and Twitter, where our name is SSHB Podcast. You can also find our uh, internet on Facebook. Just search for Star to Steer Her by Podcast by us. And then make sure you listen to our podcast on on SoundCloud. And subscribe and or I should say because you, you, you wouldn't you could do both. But yeah, why not? No, if you're gonna listen on listen SoundCloud, to there's no reason to listen. To once on either way, once either on the way, other one. you can subscribe to us. And I did find this out recently on Apple Podcast. They don't even call it iTunes. It's just Apple iTunes Podcast now. Oh yeah, they changed the it's branding. It's just Apple Pods. Yeah, and Apple then pods. you can find us on Google Podcast. What as are they well. called? It's Google. Alphabet Soup. Um, their parent company is called Alphabet. Oh, There's a parent company is that of why? Google? Is that why they created it for legal and business reasons? Google with the... created its own parents. Yes. Yeah. Is that why? Like, what? Yeah. Gingerbread and nougat, and that's why it's all. Ooh, I well, gingerbread. that's just no, no. That's Alphabet Android. came later yeah. after they'd already. Yeah, been they doing were that. they were Google, and then I think they wanted to. I don't know. Yeah, for business reasons, they created the Umbrella Company. That's hilarious. Oh, okay. I'm sure that there's nothing to it's, worry yeah. about there at all. Sure there is so much to worry about. Um, so, yeah, you can find us on Alphabet Google's podcast. Uh, <laughs> Alphabet's Google podcast. Animalcrackersinmysoup.com. Uh, that's the one. So, we are Star Trek Steer Her by a star. <laughs> by pod shit. <laughs> a shark to steer by. <laughs> we, I'm going to take that again. We are. <laughs> Just that though. Just we that. are a starship to steer ship. A star. We are talking about Star Trek The Next Generation on <laughs> a star to steer her by the Star Trek podcast. My name is Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. And that. You don't have to come up with an end line, I Jake. sure do. Bye. Aw. Aw, nice. That was a byline. Good one. So, I I haven't been able to find anything about Dwight Schultz's penis, but I found something titled My Life Undercover in Hollywood's Right Wing Underground from Alternet, and I don't have the whole sentence... Or the whole paragraph, and when I click on it, it doesn't actually show me an article, but, like, one of the previews says, Still, it was worth it to hear the phrase, Nice penis bio. Or bayo. Sorry, Scott Bayo. Is that his mm, name? Bayo, yeah. Nice penis bayo. Scott Bayo has a nice penis. Apparently. What can do about it? Great. So. Glad we know. Yes.
Half the battle. Are um, you? Because I that didn't help me at all. That didn't get you there? No. Sorry, Caitlin. It's cool. Oh no, cups and downs. Oh no, tons and tons of websites about poultry because I asked how big his cock is. Ha ha ha.